Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Home Trust Bank. Dream travel requires smart financial planning. Get ready for what's next with a local banking partner you can trust. Dream big with Home Trust Bank. Visit htb.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who are the change makers, the brand ambassadors, promoting sustainability and mindful travel. As we come into the home stretch of 2021, I'm really excited to continue into the new year, the Speaking of Travel plus Leave No Trace series with Richard Crawford, host of the Amazon Prime TV series. Ricky will continue to help us highlight the importance of conservation, sustainable travel, and ecotourism, because both of us are passionate about the health of our planet, and together with guests from around the world, we'll learn more about solutions through environmental stewardship. And Ricky, it is just so great to have you on Speaking of Travel and partnering with you on this important series. I am very much looking forward also to next year and us continuing our our little get-together. It's exciting, and uh, and I, I hope people are enjoying it. People are enjoying it. I've heard from many people, and they're learning from it too, and that's what the intention is, is that... Yeah, that we teach people and and we can bring guests on who can, you know, give us insights from around the world. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. I learn every time you have a guest on, whether I know the guest or not, and most instances I have, I still learn something every time. Every time. So, you know, here we are. We're going into the home stretch of yet another challenging year 
not a lot of travel. You know, I know you've gone a couple of places domestically. I've gone a couple of places. Uh, Not really jumping on a plane and traveling internationally. But when you were doing season one, that's exactly what you were doing. You were getting on a plane. You were going someplace exotic. You were having these adventures of a lifetime. And you were gaining all this knowledge about sustainability and ecotourism and from a really high level. So, Ricky, I'd like to really spend a little bit of time and talk about that season one, which seems kind of behind us now, but still we can see them. Give us an idea of how that even went into into uh, production. Uh, well, first of all, I, I, you're right. I haven't traveled since season one internationally, um, but I am next Monday going to Scotland for a week, so I'm kind of excited. It's going to be Christmas and stuff. Um, so that that's exciting. But, yeah, I really miss it. Um, but, yeah, season one, um, 10 episodes all over the world. It just kind of grew and grew. I We reached out to a couple of places. Um, we, we didn't know how many episodes the season was going to be initially. Um, and as we continued to reach out to places and try to figure out some really cool destinations to go to, um, you know, we started to, to see some really unique places. I, I just kept calling and kept asking, and it gave us 10 episodes. So, and, you know, I think season two is also now going to be 10 episodes also. Well, I, you, I I have to ask, Ricky, because I know that you have traveled before this, but when you started doing Leave No Trace TV and you were suddenly in these uh, exotic places, if you will, pretty big, big places, had you ever, were these new adventures for you? Were these places and experiences you had never really experienced? Uh, yes, uh, experiences, new destinations for the most part that I hadn't been to before, I think there was a couple that I had. Obviously, the Outer Hebrides in Scotland in one of the episodes I'd been there. Um, but um, whether I had been there or not, I was now going in uh, looking at it through a new lens, right? I mean, the, the, the looking at it through the theme of the show of, of as a tourist trying to leave as little impact as possible, um, whether I had been there or not made it a, diff- a completely different experience. And what was it that would draw you in to these destinations when you were there and your focus and your intention was to be a tourist, leaving no trace, leaving a small footprint? What was it that really awed you about these places that they were doing that was impactful? Uh, Yeah, so the places were all very uh, different and very diverse for the most part. Um, But each one of them had something, I think probably something specifically that hurt our interest enough to say, okay, let's go check that out. And and the one example that I'll give you, probably the most impactful one for me um, visually, because I I saw it in front of my own eyes and then just doing the research and finding out some of the negative things uh, in the area uh, was Borneo, actually. Uh, And just to give your, which was episode eight, I believe, in the season, and just to give the listeners uh, a little bit of reference, where is Borneo? Well, Borneo's the third largest island in the world. It's in Southeast Asia. And Borneo is actually an island that's made up of three, politically, three countries. Um, you've got Indonesia that owns most of the southern part of Borneo. Um, you've, the Most of the northern part uh, is Malaysian, which is where we were, and Sabah, the state of Sabah. 
And then 1% of the land mass is made up of that tiny little um, municipality called, or, or tiny little country called Brunei. Um, so that's, so Borneo is very unique uh, in that aspect alone. But what drew me to Borneo was we'd heard about massive deforestation and we'd heard about the plight of the orangutan and both of them actually go hand in hand. And when I was landing in Borneo, I looked out the window of the plane and all I could see was vegetation. So at first I was like, well, that's weird. It doesn't, the landscape doesn't look like it's been deforested at all. And it wasn't until I landed and found out and got a little bit of a closer look. Um, all of the vegetation I was seeing was palm trees um, for palm oil. Um, and when you did look closer, and when I took off again and, and looked down, I noticed that time, the second time, that everything was actually planted in lines. So it wasn't organic, right? So basically what is happening is the... the they're deforesting all the indigenous plants or everything that lives in that region and replanting with palm trees. Uh, and palm trees is the second largest oil product in the world, $50 billion industry. And it's in everything. It's in, you know, it's in chocolate, it's in lipstick, it's in shampoo, it's in Nutella, it's in Doritos. So it's a huge economic boost for Borneo, but at a huge um, deprivation to the land. And what comes with that is because they're taking out all of the trees that are indigenous to that region, the orangutans have, have nowhere to, to stay. They're being forced out of their forests. And orangutans are only two places in the world, Borneo uh, and Sumatra. Um, so there's, there's a huge issue. Um, and, you know, it, it that was one of the things that drew me to going there and, and seeing that. Now, on the positive side, <laughs> let's not let's not be negative. I mean, we are, this is a tourism thing, right? So we want positive experience. On the positive side, uh, Sukal Rainforest Lodge in, in uh, Sabah, the northern state of Borneo, are an incredible uh, location, incredible destination. And your listeners can go look at it online at um, sukau.com. Cal.com, and what they're doing is have giving a, a wonderful accommodation on the river, on the uh, Kinabatan River, and uh, and giving that experience of being in wildlife and being in the rainforest, but at the same time being educational and showing tourists how to make the least amount of impact. So. Wow, that sounds, what a story and, and what a great geography lesson. I really seriously was not certain where Borneo was, certainly didn't understand the whole complex situation over there. And and again, Ricky, I want to really thank you for being a part of this series with us because these are, you know, every day is a school day and we learn a little bit more. And like you said, yes, this is going on. This is what these people are doing to to have solutions to survival, right? Right. And yet yeah. here are these other places that are doing the same thing just in a different way. So we can yeah. be educated yeah. that perhaps someday our children and grandchildren and future generations can actually have a planet Earth to call home. Exactly. Well, I'm excited. Our, our work is uh, ahead of us and you've already done so much of it by this season one and being able to go dive deeper into these places. And when we come back from the break, I want to find out what's going to happen in season two, because it's time to start looking at traveling again. And 
and you'll be right out there, our pioneer. Exciting. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Richard Crawford. I'm always excited to have our Speaking of Travel and Leave No Trace series, and we're going to move it into the new year and and really help to create uh, an awareness, some education, some fun and entertainment at the same time. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe, along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Richard Crawford. We're doing the Speaking of Travel plus Leave No Trace series. And Ricky, it is always a pleasure. This is so exciting to go into 2022 with with our series and being able to just take it up a notch and bring in some wonderful guests. It's really great. Yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. As you were talking about season one of Leave No Trace, and, you know, I've been thinking about the travel industry overall and, you know, the responsibility I feel that it has to just be able to help the planet, to to be more sustainable, to uh, pay attention. And as we move into 2022 and you're already planning your, your season two, what are you thinking? How have you been thinking about where you're going? And, and w- there are so many places. How are you narrowing it down? Yeah, uh, kind of the same as we mentioned in the first segment in, in season one. There's there's a lot out there, but there's certain little things that pique your interest that you want to explore further. Um, and some of the locations that we have lined up for season two definitely, definitely did that. I I'm so excited to get out there and get going. Um, we were supposed to have already finished season two <laughs> um, last year, but you know, as, as we know, that that was all put on hold. Um, so I'm really, really excited to get out there. And I hope, you know, obviously there's this new strain of, of COVID has come out, and you know, I just hope everybody takes the right responsibilities and we can not nip it in the bud, but let, let's kind of just follow protocol and, and do what we can to to make everything get as back to normal as we possibly can. I don't think I'll ever be fully back. But yes, uh, locations that we have lined up, I'm so excited. There are, there are some really cool places I've never been, which is always good. And um, approaches that are, again, very unique and, and very healthy for the planet. Um, uh, do you want me to just run you down a little list? I would love to. I'm already sitting on the edge of my seat. I can't wait yeah, to hear. Okay. <laughs> I won't keep the listeners waiting any longer. Um, so we are doing, we're doing um, Costa Rica, and we, we had a whole show about that a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so excited about that. 
we are doing Belize. Um, there's a rum uh, distillery and plantation down there that, that we want to go cover. Um, we are going to do Norway. Um, we are going to do what, what I'm really looking forward to is, is Fogo Island in Canada. And we'll come back to that in, in just a little bit, why I'm so excited about that. And probably the, the one that really is piquing my interest uh, the most, uh, although they all do a little bit, is Mongolia. So I am very excited about that and uh, can't wait, can't wait to, to, to get on these trips. Well, Ricky, I'm just, you know, obviously um, mesmerized by these locations. And uh, I'm sure that as you are setting all of this up, as you did in season one, you'll be uh, bringing back to us you know, the people and the food and the, um, you know, just the culture and traditions of people from around the world and how they are. Yeah living their lives given the nature of all the circumstances that are going on globally, right? Yeah, and, and I think what, what I've realized in setting up season two is that we are we actually focusing a little more focusing a little more on the people. Um, you know, when people think about ecotourism in general, they think about the land and they think about the physicality of it. Um, but uh, a lot of ecotourism, um, a big pillar of it is the social aspect and the cultural aspect of it. Um, and I, I realized in my research and in my setup of these episodes coming up that I've kind of focused on that a little more. And, and one of the examples is the Fogo Island then that we're going to in Canada. Now, Fogo Island is a little island, well, actually the largest island, but it's still small, up in Labrador, up in Newfoundland, Canada. Um, it's only about, I think, just under 100 square miles, and there's only 2,244 people who live there. Um, they were, for, for centuries, have been very dependent on the fishing industry. Um, and, you know, we have obviously come to realize lately that that is not a, a never-ending source. Like the fishing industry is one of the industries that are really having a huge impact on sustainability. Um, and not just from the, the sustainability of the resource, but the, the sustainability of the actual culture and the community that, that surrounds that. So Fogo Island Inn um, is now kind of helping out these communities uh, in a way where the income is not the same as it was from fishing, from the, from the commercial fishing. So they are bringing tourism to that area, but keeping all the tradition of the area also. So those 2,400 and some people that live there um, will have a financial uh, a benefit be, uh, impact from Fogo Island. And then people can get to go up there and experience um, a small island with a small community that's quite very, very rural and very, you know, open up to the, to the elements. Uh, you've got, you know, the, the, the North Atlantic Sea there. Um, so that'll be fun. I, I'm really looking forward to that. And another place, like I said, the Mongolia um, trip, Again, we will be diving pretty deep into the cultural aspects of Mongolia, its people, um, and how they are how they are affected by you know some of the negative impact on the planet, uh, and that's really cool. We're staying. The thing about the, the Three Camels Lodge is we're staying in a Mongolian gear, and a gear is like a, again you can go to the website. Let me let me just pull up what the website is. ThreeCamelsLodge.com, I believe. Um, and if you go to the website, you'll see what I'm talking about visually. But ultimately, we'll be staying in what is 
a round structure, and it's the same structure that they've used, a round tent structure. It's the same structure they've been using for thousands of years in the Mongolian steppe in the Gobi Desert. So we'll get to experience that. There's no inner walls, so it's quite open. The reason for that, it was easily assembled, erected, and easily dismantled for a very nomadic um, culture. So that'll be pretty cool. Looking forward to, to roughing it, although they said they are slightly on the luxurious side, um, but we will we'll see how that goes. Um, and yeah, just, um, you know, seeing some of the things that culturally these people get up to, there's a huge eagle festival um, that we're going to visit. Um, Mongolians hunted with eagles for many, many, for, for thousands of years. Um, and it's a little bit of a lost art, but it's coming back again. Um, and that'll be really, really interesting. You're such an ambassador, Ricky. You're like, you know, being able to pioneer your way and, and bring these people and these cultures right into our homes. And that, you know, what a gift for you to be able to, to have this life, to be able to go and, and meet and be and, and, and report back for all of us. Yeah, I, I, I feel very, very fortunate uh, that I get to do it. And, you know, from a viewer's point of view, it, it is, this is not something that I'm a million percent familiar with when I go to these places. It's not like I'm an expert in Mongolian culture. I go there to learn, and I hope just from my reaction and my involvement here and immersing myself in it, the viewers get a sense of what it would feel like if they were there and ultimately can go. Obviously, the whole reason that I go to these places is, hey, this is amazing. They're doing great things. If you can, come visit. You know? Well, I certainly felt that way after season one. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, it opened yeah. up a whole new bucket list for me of places that I had not really <laughs> and, been aware of. <laughs> and and which, which destinations at the top of that bucket list? Well, I think Maldives. Peru is one of mine. Oh, I, I thought Maldives. I thought oh, well, the Maldives, Maldives, of course. <laughs> I mean, that always is going to be a dream, <laughs> a big dream. But you never know, right? All of them were fabulous. That's a, the best part. And, you know, as we move into the new year, Ricky, and we start talking more and deeper about these places that you're going uh, you know, what you were saying earlier is so important because sustainability and ecotourism and mindful travel, that's that's the wave of the future. That's where we're going as we move forward. We all have to know that travel is changing. The way that our mindset is about travel has to change. Uh, and the people, the culture, this is where we need to make the most connections, you know, buying local. We can talk about that right now as we move into the holiday season. You know, our own communities are tourist communities, too. So let's yeah, exactly. buy local and support our fellow people. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, that's another thing that I've learned from the show, too, that we, you know, all these destinations are very exotic and, and amazing and incredible far-fetched parts of the, the world. But there's so much in the United States to, to the point I'm, I'm actually trying to do a season where it's all U.S. based because I think it's so diverse from, from coast to coast. Uh, America is an incredible land. Um, so, yeah, uh, local on a global scale. Right? I love that. Be, that. I'm going right? to write <laughs> that down. Local on a global <laughs> scale. That sounds perfect. Well, Ricky, until we talk again, it'll be the new year. You have a wonderful journey over to Scotland. I know your family's going to be so excited to see you. And you can report back to us on what it was like to travel right now. 
Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, um, I'll keep my diary, the books of my diary open and be scribbling as I go. Well, be safe, have a happy holiday, and we will see you in the new year. You too, Marilyn. Thank you. And a big uh, happy holidays and a wonderful new year to all the listeners. Can't wait to um, can't wait to get to you guys next year again. All right. Well, thank you so much. This series is going to be a winner as we move into the new year. Well, I want you to imagine what your life would be without those crazy times when you laughed to the point of tears. If you've ever been to Asheville, North Carolina, I'm sure you've seen that big purple bus. Coming up next is Jen Lazon, the co-founder with her hubby Jimmy of Lazoom Tours right here in Asheville. If you've been longing to leave your exhausting days and fretful nights behind you, look no further. Catch a ride on Asheville's only rolling comedy tour bus. Stay tuned. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like On Jupiter and Mars and Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. How fun is it to share a good laugh? You know, they say laughter is a strong medicine, especially when you're with people to laugh with. In fact, research has shown laughing strengthens your immune system and actually puts you in a better mood. And it's good for your health overall. So why not look for more opportunities to laugh more and smile more and spend more time with fun, playful people? You know, one of my favorite ways to rekindle my playfulness is taking a ride on the big purple bus known as La Zoom. Lazoom Tours is a game changer. They are always finding humor in everyday events and history, and their playful antics are so contagious. And I am so excited to have Jen Lazon, the co-founder with her hubby Jimmy of Lazoom Tours. And Jen, I'm already guffawing. Welcome to Speaking of Travel. 
<laughs> Marilyn, thank you for that intro. I'd like to hear it again. That was fantastic and lovely. Thank you. It's fun and exciting to be here. Well, I have to tell you, I've been on the bus so many times, I can't even tell you. And I, I missed it so much when we were, we were in this lockdown and closed down and just keeping up with everything that was going on with you, hoping someday the big purple bus would be back out on the streets and you are indeed back out on the streets. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. You know, I would be lying if I said we weren't a little nervous there in the midst of things like probably every small business owner was, but being a performance venue, essentially we were some of the longest closed up. And so, yeah, we were closed for 54 weeks, opened back up April 1st to less than 50%. And now we're running at 75%. And we hope that maybe one day we'll be able to fill all the seats on the bus, but even at 75%, we've got a lot of laughers on there and it's uh, we're having fun with people. Well, Lazoom is known now far and wide. It was, uh, you know, started right here in Asheville. You were a small business. I think, didn't you guys go through Mountain Biz Works? Yeah. Oh, we sure did. I, we, we wouldn't be here today without those folks. What a great mm-hmm. organization to start your business. And it was, you know, for us here locally, it was just like the most playful and fun and Even people who knew the history were learning more about the history, and now people know about it all over, and when they come here, they make a point of being on the bus. That that must make you guys feel really, really rewarded for all the work that you've done. It so does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, a big part of our clientele are folks that have people come visit and they bring their friends and family on. But a lot of them, when we ask the question, which I love to ask when I'm taking a reservation is how'd you hear about us? And they'll say, my neighbor in Indiana said I had to go or my aunt out in El Paso said I had to ride. So yeah, we absolutely love that. Well, you and Jim are kind of celebrities here in Asheville, North Carolina. It's like over all these years, everybody's like loving what you do. And it's true, Jen, I'm telling you. I mean, I think that Lizum and Asheville were a match made in heaven, really, because uh, when we started out, we certainly didn't know what we were doing at all. And (laughs) the city still embraced us fully and let us grow and learn and get better and get better. And so 15 years into it i'm you know very proud of how far we've brought things but like i said this city has just been the perfect uh, the perfect platform for it the perfect stage and you're such collaborators that's another area of your business model that i really appreciate about what you and jim do is that you partner you're partnering with romantic Asheville. you partner with so many businesses and organizations right here in western north carolina and that just brings even more depth and richness to the whole experience that we get when we get on the bus yeah yeah we feel uh, great about that and you know the community here in Asheville, like i was just mentioning is there are just so many folks so open and willing to try things so collaborations have been super fun for us, you know, and part of our mission is showcasing performers and musicians. And so when we're working, anytime we're working with another local band, which is, you know, different one, three times a week, it feels like a collaboration because we come together and 
get them set up on a school bus to sound great, which sometimes isn't the easiest. Um, I'll never forget when we had Jonathan Scales who plays the steel drums on and, you know, they swing, they aren't stationary. So he's trying to play it on the bus. That was one of our early years. It was the funniest thing, but he had a great time. He said he'd do it again. (laughs) Well, I just want to give a big shout out to your whole team because it is definitely a team project and getting on the bus and having a performer, historian, jokester, uh, singer right there, obviously somebody who is part of your team and has been uh, primed and trained. And, you know, it, it, it just seems like there has to be rehearsal that goes into all of this as well. And I just want to shout out because it's always an experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's amazing the folks that make their way to us and we're so grateful. I mean, coming back um, to reopening, like I said, on April 1st, we had a little bit of difficulty um, finding drivers and, and bartenders and, you know, those kinds of positions. But we had some new talent come our way, which has been so exciting to add someone new to the fold. I mean, our team of performers is eight people strong, so it's a small team, but they work so intimately together. And um, it's just, to me, the the neatest thing to watch them work. We have a production manager, so I don't run rehearsals anymore, but I get to listen in and be there and then see the shows when they make some changes, like we just opened our holiday show. And it is just so fun to to watch them bring the magic to life uh, for the holidays or for whatever we whatever it is we're celebrating or doing. But yeah, we work with some real pros and they put a ton of work into it. It's always funny uh, to me to talk to somebody and I can tell that they think that all we must do is sit around and tell jokes to one another. <laughs> and I think oh, you have no idea. It's so much work but so much fun and worth it, you know. Absolutely. Well, I've got my ticket to the holiday bus. I didn't go last year because you weren't doing it. it, Yeah. But I was online as quick as I possibly could. So what is the future holding now for LaZoom, Jen? Yeah. So during COVID, like I said, we, you know, oscillated between being scared to death and creating a reopening plan that would just get shot in the, you know, can't do that. Oh, we can't reopen yet. We can't reopen. But we spent a lot of time strategizing and coming up with um, or spending time on some creative projects that during a typical typical year we don't have time to to get to. And so um, out of that came the the notion that we definitely needed a new bus. So we bought a new bus, and she's she's a lot newer than some of our other buses. So she's getting renovated now, and we'll be on the road relatively soon. We actually bought a little piece of property that we can build a storage um, unit on for all of our buses. So that'll be great to get them out of the elements. We're also working on another creative adventure that will hopefully hit the streets, maybe mid 2022. I won't share too much about that, but it'll have the same fun vibe as all of our other adventures. So good stuff on the horizon. Our team's really strong. Everybody's healthy and Um, people are are traveling safely again. And like I said, we've got our COVID precautions going and stuff like that. So we're feeling good right now. Well, I'm feeling good just hearing all of this that's going on, Jen. I'm very excited. So tell us how we can get tickets and more information and send information to our 
second cousins twice removed up in <laughs> Kern, Ohio. Absolutely right. Yeah. Go to lazoomtours.com and check out our new website. We just had it redone right before COVID hit. Um, we got a new logo and a new look. It's so, so fun and cute and very informational, but it's again, lazoomtours.com. Our phone number's on the website as well. We've got somebody working the phone many, many hours, 10 to six, most days a week. So give us a call or you can book online. We'd love to have you on and have a good time. Well, I can't thank you enough. And I do want to remind you that years ago when my daughter was getting married, we actually had her bridal uh, night, like, you know, where all the women came and it was her little bridal night out on the Lazoom bus with people from South Africa and all over I the remember. world, right? I remember getting to meet all the, your whole group. I loved that. Yeah. Well, they still talk Aww. about it. So oh, <laughs> it was. A, it's always a winner. Well, thank Aww. you so much, Jen, for being here on Speaking of Travel, and I'll see you soon on that holiday bus. Yeah, thanks, Marilyn. I look forward to seeing you. Well, I have heard from a lot of folks lately who haven't traveled in a while that they've made the decision to get back out there this holiday season. And we need to be aware of what to expect because there are things you really need to know. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey at the Asheville Regional Airport to give us some travel tips to ensure you're a savvy and safe traveler. So stay tuned. Travel is on the rise these days, and significant trips require smart financial planning. That's why Home Trust Bank is a valuable investment resource. They're a local, community-focused partner who can help manage your finances so your dream trip can become a reality. Travel light and leave your money worries behind. Connect with your local Home Trust Bank team member or visit htb.com. Home Trust Bank, helping you get ready for what's next. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I think we can all agree these are some crazy times, and I'm talking about the holiday season. Sometimes I think only the most courageous and the bravest are going to be going through TSA. This is definitely going to be a chaotic season of travel, and here to make it a little easier for you is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport with some holiday travel tips that we need to be aware of. And Tina, thanks for being here today. Uh, it's always a pleasure, Marilyn. Thank you. Well, Tina, we've talked about travel and holiday travel and what are the protocols and what's happening out there for, well, now that we're coming into the end of this year, almost two years every week and still things are changing. And here we are at another holiday season. And I think it's important that People understand there are rules and regulations, and I am counting on you being our eyes and ears over there to give us some tips on what we need to know. Sure, absolutely. You know, holiday travel times are a little different than other times of the year for a couple of reasons. 
one, you've got some peak travel days. So busy, busy, lots and lots of people. And um, we are back, you know, we are back to pre-pandemic travel numbers. So the, the airport is just bursting at the seams sometimes. But, you know, we're not back to pre-pandemic travel rules. So you do still have to have that mask on the entire time you are traveling, except for brief moments of removal when you're eating or taking a sip of something to drink. And that means from the moment you enter the airport uh, to, to get on a flight until you exit the airport at your destination. So, you know, people do have to keep that in mind. And I think one of the biggest tips that I'm encouraging travelers uh, to be aware of, you know, there are a lot of people who do leisure travel during the holidays. We will see a lot of people who haven't flown in a long time um, traveling this December. And tensions can be a little high. We've had a few years of a lot of uh, strain, and we're seeing reports of tensions in uh, travel situations. And so we are really encouraging everyone to take a deep breath, be prepared for lines, wearing the mask, um, trying to find a, a space to distance from other people when you can. Um, you know, being being patient uh, when you get into the airport and on the airplane because the flight crews are working really hard. You know, we've seen some staffing shortages just like lots of other industries have. So people are doing uh, more than they have done in the past, you know, really trying to take care of all the things that need to be taken care of. So we really are asking everyone to not only be patient, but bring your holiday cheer with you when you go through the travel process this December. You know, just smile a little more, even though nobody can see you because you're wearing a mask. Um, you know, just just prepare yourself. And then, um, you know, lots of rules about what you can bring in your carry-on luggage and for the full list a great resource is the TSA website. That's tsa.gov. But one tip I always like to remind people about during the holidays is when you're traveling to go see family and friends and you're bringing all those special presents with you, um, don't wrap those presents until you get to your destination, whether they're in your checked baggage or your carry-on baggage, because the TSA might have to unwrap those gifts during the screening process. So just a friendly little tip. Well, that is a good tip because I had a, uh, a not knowing that tip a couple of years ago, I was bringing a gift to a friend on a plane. And when they went through my uh, luggage at TSA, they unwrapped it. And it was a little shocking to see I had put all this work into wrapping it and it was all special and I'd even put it into my checked bag. So right. it wasn't, and they unwrapped it. And that is a good one, at the, especially at the holiday season to know that. And certainly being able to remember that, you know, these COVID-19 rules are still in existence in aviation. And I want to talk a little bit about your destination because you know, and I know, no two destinations are really alike. 
So what's the most important thing that somebody can do just to ensure that they know what the regulations are, where they're going? Sure, absolutely. So when you are booking a trip right now, uh, one of the top things you need to do is check for COVID-19 rules and regulations at your destination. You need to know what, what you have to have lined up in order to get on the plane to go there, uh, to actually enjoy time in that destination, and then to get on a plane to come back. Uh, depending on if you're flying domestically or internationally, you know, the rules can be different. And then just depending on your destination, the rules can be different. Different, And so um, your airline is a good resource. Um, going to the State Department's website uh, is a very good resource as well. Um, you know, but it's up to you as a traveler to do your due diligence and understand what's required. You know, you might have to have a, a certain type of COVID test within a certain period of time upon uh, departure, maybe upon arrival. Um, you may have to quarantine still in some destinations. There could be some destinations that are that are closed at this time. I mean, you just don't know that these things are changing all the time, especially as uh, new variants emerge. So be savvy. Definitely. Well, we know that there is a place to go where things are current and can always direct you to where you need to go. And that's your website. So Tina, tell us how we can connect with the Asheville Regional Airport. That's a good jumping off point and how to get signed up for your newsletter. Sure. So on our website, um, flyavl.com, we do have a page dedicated to helpful information and links. Um, and that's the AVL Travel Smart page. So you can just search that or you can find that in our social hub, a link directly to that. Um, and then you can scroll to the very bottom of our uh, homepage and there is a spot there where you can sign up for our monthly e-newsletter. We call it Window Seat. Um, it's very easy. You just Put your email address right in the box and uh, you can just sign up right there. Well, Tina, thank you so much. And I do want to give a big shout out to your team because I know that it takes a village to make it work for us to get on a plane and go visit our friends and family or go on a vacation and for things to run as smoothly as they possibly can. And your team over there are just stellar always. And I just want to put a big shout out to them. Well, I appreciate it. I will make sure that they hear that feedback. Well, Tina, thank you so much. And I'll look forward to catching up with you again. And as you say yourself, breathe. That's right. That's right. And travel. You bet. Well, thanks, <laughs> Tina. And thanks to Richard and Jen for being here on Speaking of Travel this week. Well, here we go again, coming into the end of the year, and we're entering into the holiday season. The good news is the winter solstice is right at the heart of the season, the moment in the year when the earth is tilted as far away from the sun as it will be all year. And that means we're going to reach the shortest day and the longest night of the year in the northern hemisphere. The winter solstice is a reminder to honor our connection to the natural world. And being able to honor the earth is not only about being sustainable and living green, 
It's more about living authentically and paying attention to the moment. It's there that we find the richness of life and our relationship with nature reveals itself. So as the season rolls around, let's celebrate and honor the earth and begin to move toward regenerating and being in a vibrant world. You can begin by integrating earth-honoring practices into your everyday life. Learn more about your community and support your local economy. Create a daily ritual of singing a song and putting your feet firmly on the ground and focus on those small shifts to create the change you want to see because it's those small shifts that are usually the most powerful. Albert Einstein said, look deep into nature and then you will understand everything better. So this year, let's honor both the light and the dark. Set your intentions for the new season and plan to take a big trip. Broaden your horizons and make a leap. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 